At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the pregame show on VEASAN and VEASAN.com. Live from Las Vegas and Denver, Colorado, I'm Adam Candy here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas joins me from Denver. And James, we have to get to the breaking news of the day, which is not something we often get to say on a Sunday morning here in uh, Las Vegas and, of course, in Denver for you. But news from the National Football League. Julio Jones is expected to be traded to the Tennessee Titans. That's per ESPN's Diana Russini. Uh, this will be a second-round pick and other compensation. So the fact that the Falcons thought they were going to get a first-round pick obviously has evaporated. They have taken a second and other compensation to bring in the veteran Julio Jones. Uh, last we had seen James on the Odds board Julio Jones was roughly eight or nine to one to go to the Tennessee Titans among a group of teams in there. We know he had been recruited by A.J. Brown, fellow wide receiver uh, there for the Titans. So your initial reaction to what this does to both the Titans and to the Falcons. 
For the Titans, I think, obviously, they helps pair up a, a deeper threat with A.J. Brown. Brown's more of the, the I'm going to line up really quick, but very physical type of receiver. And now, not that Julio Jones isn't a physical type of receiver, but he is one that can definitely stretch the, the top off the defense, can run all the routes within the route tree in great hands when he's healthy. And I think that's probably like most players nowadays. I think in all sports, Adam, we continue to see injuries impact players and teams. But I think for Julio Jones, yeah, great talent when he can get on the field. I just think for Tennessee, this will help out the running game. I think they became pretty predictable last year. And in particular, we saw it against the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs. Stack the box, take away the running game, take out Derrick Henry. And now let's limit you into the passing game because they didn't have that stretch to, to get over the top here with Julio Jones. Add that into the mix offensively. That'll be a benefit. And I think it's a benefit to the running game in particular for Henry. But, you know, for Julio Jones, uh, does he does he rush the passer, Adam? Can he cover <laughs> Blake Corner? Uh, can, can he stop the run? Because to me, that's the biggest issue I see with the Tennessee Titans. Saw it last year, and I think they didn't do much to. I think they tried to make some moves here, but a, as usual, they're going after players that have injury history. You know, they're bringing in Bud Dupree, but he had ACL surgery less than eight, six, five, six months ago. I, I think this is going to be a struggle still on the defensive side for Tennessee. So, yeah, they're going to need Julio Jones to put up some points on the offensive side because defensively they're going to struggle still in 2021 well this is my thought when it comes to julio jones going to the tennessee titans i think you need to look at the production they got last year from Corey davis and ask yourself how much of an upgrade are they getting we know who julio jones is when healthy but we know who the titans were last year with A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. And granted, Corey Davis is one of those guys we had been waiting for for a long time, and in his free agent year, finally had the breakout that I think everyone had been looking for. However, ultimately, Julio Jones only played nine games last year. And so when I look at the Titans, I'm not sure my thoughts on the Titans change that much. Uh, the odds obviously have. We see the AFC South odds have shifted to where the Colts and the Titans are now both plus 105 to win the division, but uh, at the cost of a second round pick and paying whatever's left on Julio's contract, and we don't know that part of the compensation yet, how much Tennessee ultimately will have to pay on that contract. We do know that by waiting until after June 1st, the Falcons were able to save roughly 15, 16 million in dead cap charge uh, that they would have had to pay otherwise had they traded Julio earlier than that. James, we talked a lot yesterday about Kyle Pitts and that Falcons offense and just the, you know, the wealth of riches that it was going to be with Jones and with Ridley and with Kyle Pitts. Uh, how does this change how you look at the Falcons offense and maybe the fortunes of a guy like Kyle Pitts who we talked up for rookie of the year at 10 to 1? Yeah, I mean, now that you don't have with, with Ridley and Jones that patrolling out, being able to line up those two anywhere out there at the line of scrimmage, and the same thing with Pitts, where there'll, there'll probably be plenty of sets where he's lining up outside or maybe somewhere in the slot. I think, yeah, that could potentially have an impact on Pitts and his touches. I think the bigger thing for Pitts is he's just going to be such a mismatch down in the red zone. So regardless of Julio Jones being in there or not, and now that he's not and he's been traded, I think for Pitts still, uh, it's it's going to have to be, and we know Arthur Smith wants to get the running game going. We'll see what Davis coming over from Carolina can do back there. Uh, I like him. Can he stay healthy all season? That's the question mark for everybody at this point in, in all of these sports, Adam, like we talked about. But I, I don't know if that really moves the needle that much for 
me with Pitts. I still think he's just a phenomenal talent. We haven't seen anybody like him come into the league at the tight end position. In my mind, he's going to be all over the field and not even be thought of as a tight end anymore. He's just going to be such a mismatch on the field. But I think in the red zone, he's still going to be impactful. Does it move the needle for me as far as rookie of the year goes with Julio Jones no longer being in Atlanta? Not really. So we mentioned nine games last year for Julio Jones. He has only played the full 16, of course, which is now 17, four times over the last nine seasons. And so you have to ask, will Tennessee get close to a full season out of Julio Jones? And that obviously impacts what you think of the fortunes of the Titans moving forward when he's healthy you know exactly what you're going to get by pro football focus yards per route run one of the more efficient metrics for measuring the impact of wide receivers julio jones has been in the top five in the league every year since 2015 uh that kind of consistent production obviously can't be found just anywhere but you look at the tennessee titans and say to yourself all right well how much changed from last year? You replace Corey Davis with Julio Jones. It's an upgrade, but is it the upgrade that makes the difference to put this team over the top to change its Super Bowl odds, which are sitting there at 40 to 1 right now? Probably not, by, uh, by my opinion. I still think it's a pretty good offense uh, that has defensive questions that need to be answered because, as you mentioned, James, they had absolutely no pass rush to speak of at any point during the past season. Players changing jerseys, players who might not put on jerseys today. Will Joel Embiid be available for the Philadelphia 76ers? He is listed as a game-time decision. Uh, James, we're not that far away from the game. Uh, that decision is coming up here pretty soon in less than an hour for the Philadelphia 76ers. We have seen the Sixers move out where we were yesterday on this show talking about the Sixers minus two and a half out to minus three and a half here in Las Vegas. Total is ticked up to 221. Uh, we talked yesterday about the fact that it's almost impossible to bet this game without knowing the status of Embiid. Uh, how are you approaching it here over the next 40 to 50 minutes? Not only for game one, Adam, but for each and every one of these games, it's going to strictly be in-game action for me. I'm not going to get involved with any series prices here and even before the game tips because of Embiid's status. Now, yep, the number's moving up. It's sitting here at three and a half. It was two and a half, like you said yesterday. Uh, now, with the speculation, and maybe he's out there with shoot-around, and, and the shoot-around report is, yeah, he was out there in warm-ups and most likely going to get out on the court, and so folks are starting to bet on the Sixers. That's fine if he's on the court, but how healthy, what is he going to be? He's not healthy. We know that. His knee is injured, and he will be susceptible to, to tear. He's got that tear in the meniscus. It's not going to get better. It's not going to get better with time. He's going to have to have off-season surgery to get that cleaned out and get that fixed up, and who knows what other type of damage is in there as well. So I think for Embiid, thinking about his knee, if I'm Atlanta, the what I do is if he is out there, okay, that's good. You're going to patrol the paint? Not going to happen. We're going to pull you out on so uh, as many ball screens we're going to pull you away from the basket as much as we can to put you out on the perimeter and make you have to move laterally and I think that's the thing with the meniscus and and with the knee injury and especially he's he's not that fleet of foot out on the perimeter defensively as it is Adam uh, he, it's going to impact how he performs most likely on the defensive end of the floor because his movement is going to be restricted especially when it comes to lateral movement so that's what I'm going to be looking at here for the Hawks offensively. I think for the Hawks offensively to have a shot within the series, we've, we've talked about Trey Young, 
spectacular series that he had against New York, and the kid's playing with a lot of confidence. And I think that confidence that he brings clearly rubs off on his teammates, and they're playing great basketball, obviously going through the Knicks the way that they did in five games, but they look really loose, and they look really confident, and they look like they're having fun. They're the underdogs here. They were the underdogs going into that series, small underdog, depending on where you got it against New York, but ultimately, I think, yeah, yeah large underdog coming into this series, not expected to go and move on. Uh, they got nothing to lose here, and I think for the Hawks, that's what I want to see is how does they how do they fight through any kind of adversity with Embiid or without Embiid? The other piece here, too, is I think the one X factor for this series is going to be Lou Williams coming off the bench. Veteran presence coming off the bench. Can he shoulder some scoring production off the bench for the Hawks? And then the other side will be that matchup with Tobias Harris. Now, with Embiid being banged up, what, however limited he's going to be, Tobias Harris is really going to have to shoulder a lot of that scoring load. I'm looking forward to the matchup with DeAndre Hunter getting on him. How is that matchup going to play out? I really like DeAndre Hunter now that he's fully healthy from his midseason knee surgery. James, there's only one way pregame that I was able to find a way that I wanted in on this game, and it is with Trey Young on his three-pointer prop. Uh, it is juiced to the over and fairly heavily juiced in some places. Plus 130, plus 140, a two-and-a-half made three-pointers for Trey Young. Now, I can give you a little bit of history that I think is going to lead toward that being a profitable bet, and I can give you a little bit of future. Um, just look at the last two games of the series against the New York Knicks. Trey Young took 25 three-pointers. Now, granted, he made a total of seven of them, but he also has made at least three in three of the five games in the playoffs, and that's the past. The future part that I look at with Trey Young is that if Ben Simmons gets the primary assignment on Trey Young, it is going to be much more difficult for Trey Young to get to the hole. He's going to have a lot harder time going downhill. I think he's ultimately going to have to settle for more outside shots uh, than he would without Ben Simmons on him. All I want is shot volume. I want shot volume, and I want the opportunity to get to plus money without a lot of work here. And for Trey Young, if he's shooting anywhere near the amount of three-pointers that he did against the New York Knicks, then two and a half over uh, plus 130 was where I saw it here most recently, and that'll probably be the one way in pregame. Otherwise, I'm right with you there, James, on the idea of having to wait to see about not only Joel Embiid, but also the status of the rest of the Hawks and Sixers and how they shape up against each other. We also, of course, have Game 7 today between the Mavericks and the Clippers from Los Angeles. First time in NBA history that a playoff series has seen the first six games all won by the road team. Clippers are six-and-a-half-point favorites, sitting right near that key seven for Los Angeles. That's a 3.35 p.m. Eastern start, total sitting 2.10-and-a-half. Looks like everyone should be healthy for this game here. James, is it finally time for the home team to get a victory. You would think so, considering the the experience that's on that Clippers team, and in particular Kawhi Leonard. We saw how well he performed in that game six in Dallas to carry, really ultimately carry that offense in that second half for the Clippers to that win. And I think that's where I'm going to get involved here. I'm not going to get involved before this game starts. I'm going to get involved and going to be looking to play this total. Now, we missed the best number. It opened right around 215, and right now I'm seeing it 
pretty much across the board here, 210, 210 and a half. Hate missing a number when you're talking about four or potentially five points that we missed. But I think what we'll see out of this game is game sevens, everything's on the line, obviously, for both sides. And uh, they'll tend to be a little, value the basketball a little bit more and not run as, as quickly. Where This is not going to be a run and gun affair to begin with, I think, because both teams really look tired to me, in particular for Luka Doncic's with the Mavericks. He's been carrying the scoring load the entire series. And what we've seen out of most of these games, outside of that one game in Dallas where his neck injury really cropped up and it really hampered his play, the other games, he is he knows he's got to shoulder the scoring burden and get his team off to a good start. And But it takes a lot of energy because, really, he is the facilitator. He's not one that's going to receive the ball off the pass. He is the one that's got to initiate the offense, and it takes a lot of energy from him. We saw that in the last few games started off hot, in particular the first quarter, 19 points, I believe, in game five, 11 in game six, and then really started to wear down that in that game six, come fourth quarter, he wasn't looking for his shot anymore. He was really deferring, and in the case for the Clippers here, that was where we saw Kawhi Leonard really take over because he really didn't have to facilitate and do anything in that first quarter and had the energy to sustain in through the through the end of the game to win that game. I'm going to be looking to get involved. I like the total going under. I'm not going to bet it here at 210 because I missed that better number, but I think I'll look to get involved either in-game second half or probably at the second half line because I think what we'll start to see, both sides are going to they're going to slow it down. Shots are going to come late in the shot clock. Shots are going to come further away. I think the thing with fatigue, Adam, is it affects shot selection, and I think we'll start to see shots coming further and further away from the basket come the second half, and I think we'll see fatigue set in as well with the legs, a lot of front rim shots as well. So that's where I'm going to approach it. Betting, betting the under, but I'll probably look for a number at the second half line. Had a question on Twitter from our friends, the Palm Readers, earlier about am I playing the Chris Dapps Porzingis rebound prop today? The value is almost all gone now. Um, it is five and a half, even money to the under. I want plus money if I'm playing under five and a half because he's been flirting with that number for the last couple of games. And so, uh, the question came in at minus 105. I don't want it there. I'm seeing even money right now. Um, I, I probably will end up maybe going with a small bet on that five and a half. But at the moment, the value that we had earlier in the series when this thing was hanging seven and a half every time is pretty much evaporated. Probably also worth a look at some Reggie Jackson props with the way he stepped up in the last game. Uh, the three-pointer prop maybe instead of the point prop overall. When we come back, we have more NBA to get to a look forward as well as the National Hockey League rolling through the second round of the playoffs here on the pregame show from Beeson. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's The Free Game Show, live from the South Point here in Las Vegas. I'm Adam Candy, joined from Denver by James Salinas as we take a look at the National Basketball Association, the NHL. Recap, of course, the big news of the morning. Julio Jones expected to be traded to the Tennessee Titans from the Falcons, a second-round pick and other compensation. That should take shape by tomorrow, of course, we'll have plenty more for you as the news develops, not only about how this affects the odds for the Titans, but for the Falcons as well as we learn more about the particulars of that trade. James, yesterday, the big news that came across unfortunately happened just about what, five minutes into the game between the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks with James Harden pulling up lame on that right hamstring that gave him so much trouble during the regular season and never James have I been more thankful for an ill-timed nap than I was yesterday that saved me from getting my James Harden points rebound assist bet that I had talked about on the show and I slept right through the beginning of the game woke up saw the news and uh, said a little thank you for not having to uh, suffer through that loss but Nets win the game 115 107 
What do you think about the future of the New, New Jersey? Here we go again. You got me doing it now. The Brooklyn Nets without James Harden in this series, if we have to assume that he is going to be out for some period of time with this hamstring injury. If it's the New Jersey Nets, can they get Michael Ray Richardson back on this team? They're going to need yeah. Some let's help get Derek Coleman the in the mix too. Come on, yeah. Go. Uh, that's that's the issue, right? And that's he's not alone. But we've seen this it, it, with so many players. I think right now every series has key star players with major impactful injuries that are make it really difficult as a as a better to, especially if we're looking at betting the series. That's really the challenge. And I'm already invested in this series as far as the Nets win in six and winning in seven games now with Harden going on the shelf he only played one minute he came out basically on their second possession and he was out there at pregame bouncing around looked great and then just was driving to the hole getting to the rim and pulled up lame and didn't he, he walked off the court into the locker room so who knows at this point what that status is going to be for Harden but thinking about how that game one went last night I, I think we saw Kyrie really shoulder the load early he put a lot of energy energy in on the offensive side and Milwaukee with the ball screen. I really wanted to see the matchup with Drew Holiday against Kyrie Irving, and that never really materialized too much, at least in the first half, because every ball screen, basically Milwaukee just switched it. They were really lazy. They weren't trying to get over the top of the screen. They just switched those, and I think that's where Kyrie did not shoot the ball well from the outside, but early in that, especially in the first half, carrying the scoring load was getting to the rim, and we know he's got the shakes and the ball handling skill to be able to get to the rim and finish at the rim and then it was the KD show in the second half and really poor performance shooting from the Bucks. Adam and we talked about that we talked about why we like the Nets and the big three when you get into the fourth quarter if games are tight and especially as series progresses you got to have all-star players and in these cases superstar players step up and make shots but you can't rely on just the one player to carry you game in and game out who were be we know what it looks like for the Nets side who were going to be the guys on the Bucks? was it going to be Drew Holiday to step up? Was it going to be Chris Middleton to step up? Well, collectively, neither one of those guys stepped up shooting the basketball. They had both poor performances shooting. They were collectively 13 of 42 from the floor. I suspect we'll see better shooting performances out of them in game two, but that's where we just, uh, at least for me, I didn't trust the Bucks to be able to go through a long series with those two guys to say those are the guys that are going to complement Giannis to be able to score in the fourth quarter in the clutch when, when needed. So we discussed yesterday that Chris Middleton needed to be a bigger factor, right, on in this game. Did not happen. But if you look at the metrics for shot quality, basically what looks did the Bucks get in this game? Uh, they should have won this game by roughly five points if you give them average shooting on those three-pointers that they missed. In fact, I took them live plus 10.5 at the end of the third quarter just on the idea that some sort of positive regression would set in ultimately didn't, and I felt very fortunate uh, to get out of there. I don't know that that was necessarily a good bet, but uh, it was a profitable one in the end on the Bucks live. Uh, come back with them and get those shots again in game two. I feel like the Bucks are going to be much more competitive with or without James Harden. I do believe some of those shots are going to start to fall for the Bucks because there were really open looks for them from three-point range. Didn't go down, but of course, wouldn't advise getting anywhere near this until we have a little more information about the status of James Harden. If you read anything into the way that Kevin Durant was talking about it after the game, I have to think that James Harden could be at least out for a game or two. We will find out more as this moves forward. When we come back, we'll get you caught up on what's going on in golf. Did you have a bet on John Rom? Did you get paid out for it? Well, 
We'll find out a little bit more. Talk to Dave Ross when we return here on the pregame show from Beeson. Playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges. Beeson hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Our experts and the entire Beeson team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on Beeson.com and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now's the time. Cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at Beeson.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the pregame show here from VEASAN and VEASAN.com. Adam Candy here in Las Vegas with James Salinas in Denver. And happy to welcome in today's host of the Green Zone, Dave Ross. How you doing, man? We've got some big stuff to talk about on the uh, on the golf course today. We have a ton of things to talk about, Adam. It's great to be joined by you and James. And uh, I'm still, my, my heart just sunk yesterday for John Rahm with what we saw at the Memorial at Jack's place. And when you're at 18 under par and you know you're going to shake the hand of Jack Nicholas again because he'd already won there before, and then to have that taken away from you, you just couldn't believe, or at least I couldn't believe, uh, that that's what happened yesterday. And now all of a sudden you put other golfers into play because really it felt like a three-horse race uh, coming into play today in the final round. And now I think you really have about a four-horse race because really it would have been Cantlay Morikawa trying to run down John Rahm. I don't think that would have happened, Adam, but I do think now you look at, at the power at the top of this thing and you have to like the, the class field that remains now that John Rahm is gone. Certainly understandable when you look at the fact that John Rahm not only was the pre-tournament favorite but had the lead that he did was playing in great form. Uh, now, there are a lot of books out there that did ultimately decide to pay out John Rahm bets uh, if you had him pre-tournament uh, or if you had bet him live uh, through the first couple of rounds. But what we have left here is Morikawa, Cantlay, who are both toward the top of the boards, you know, 16, 20 uh, around there. And you have a longer shot in Brandon Grace, who goes off today at 10 to 1. It's about 150 pre-tournament. Scotty Scheffler, around 40 or so, goes off today at 8 to 1. Uh, do you think there's any value in going away from the two horses there at the top with Cantlay and Morikawa? Brendan Grace, that's the only other guy at 10-1 to 1 there, only three shots back that I like. You look at his form at the PGA Championship, uh, really good form, even at some other majors in the past. So he's kind of built for bigger-name courses like the Memorial, uh, like at Jack's Place here. So I think he's got an outside shot. I really kind of look at it, Adam, and say normally it's a six-shot rule on a Sunday that I apply. And again, that would have only had three people in this if John Rahm was still there. Now – it does bring in a guy like Max Homa because you, you look at it and you say, well, if the leaders struggle a little bit, go out and shoot maybe a 74 in there, all you have to do, all you have to do on a Sunday is go out and maybe shoot a 68, 69 to put yourself right in the mix. I, I don't think Homa, even though he has won on the PGA Tour, is that type of class player to do it here at the Memorial. So I really do look at the nine unders and say they still have a shot at this. That's why I like Grace at 10 to 1. But really, if you ask me for the winner here, I'm going to look at Patrick Cantlin. And I know he had a 
lot of things right now that he's been dealing with away from golf, but it looks like he's got it back right now. And this is a pedigreed player, obviously, coming out of UCLA. He's won four times on tour. He's won at Jack's Place before. He loves this golf course. And he's always felt like a guy that's ready to win a major. Well, these are not majors, obviously, but they're kind of like a fifth or a sixth one if you want to go down the road here. So I, I feel like he, he's kind of a, a horse for this course. I like his game. I love Colin Morikawa's swing. I think it's the prettiest swing in the PGA Tour. But right now his putting has really been suspect for me. So I don't necessarily – I love Colin Morikawa, and I love him at, at big tournaments, and I love him everywhere uh, up to the green. But when he gets on there right now, he's been a little bit shaky with his putting. So to me, if I had to, to wager two guys, I would take Cantlay and I would take grace at their odds and I do I look at Cantley and go plus 140 really tied for the lead okay I'd roll with that James before I uh, turn it over to you for question for Dave we got a quick update we have to give people here is we do now know that Joel Embiid will start for the Philadelphia 76ers we don't know how long he'll be able to go but that line is on the move as you would expect up from three and a half at open uh, today to four and a half and I would expect that probably pushes through to five uh, by the time this tips off. So Joel Embiid will start for the Philadelphia 76ers today. Dave, so thinking about your this final round of golf, I want to get your approach when it comes to 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 betting live and betting in game, and in this sense here, betting in game with golf. And uh, Adam and I talk about this a lot when we're watching games and we're on the air, looking for certain things for maybe it's maybe it's an injury, maybe it's foul trouble. We're talking about basketball. When it comes to golf, and you have kind of a position on certain players, when you get to this final round, you get to the last round, fourth round today, depending on where your positions are, do you get involved? much with in-game wagering with golf? And if so, what kind of things do you look for with certain players that can kind of tip you off when you're talking about certain price points for numbers? Early jitters on a Sunday, James. That's what I'm looking for. If I see a guy certainly at a big event, and again, we have the U.S. Open here in less than two weeks coming up, right? And you get into this position to win. Now, again, because you've got some class players here like Morikawa and Cantlay that have won big time on the PGA Tour, it's not going to affect them as much. But this is because of the John Rahm situation. These guys feel like like this wasn't our tournament to win. I'll be very curious to see their mentality. It would have been let me go low early and put some pressure on a guy like John Rahm. Now the pressure falls back on them because now they are the unexpected leaders going into this fourth and final round. So I'm going to look at the first four or five holes, see if anybody's jittery off the tee. That's normally not the case for a guy like Kyle Morikawa. But again, watch the nervy putting. So if they get off to like an even par start through four or five, I'm probably going to be a little bit concerned, certainly at one over. So you might want to wait a little bit and see how the first four or five holes progress. But again, that's why a guy like Grace who really, he's got some moxie about him. He believes he believes uh, to be on the top of the stage here. I think he's not going to shy away from this moment. So I would watch for a guy that's behind the leaders. If they can get out to a one, two under start here through five or six holes, that might be a good live bet to make. And watch for the leaders to be a little bit nervy because it's a position they did not expect themselves to be in. The news just keeps coming fast and furious on a Sunday morning, which is not usually the way things go around here, but uh, just into ESPN that Jason Kidd has withdrawn his name from the Trailblazers head coaching search. So, of course, we'll have to keep an eye on what that means for Damian Lillard. Obviously, he had said himself that Jason Kidd was his top choice for that job after Terry Stotts was let go after nine seasons. Does that increase the probability that Damian Lillard ends up getting traded prior to next season? We uh, shall find out here, but more news in after we already told you about the Julio Jones trade to the Titans and the fact that Joel Embiid will start from the Sixers. Uh, Dave, 
Got a little more action coming up for you today on the Green Zone with Wes Reynolds. Absolutely. It's great having uh, Wes with me the last couple of days. And, uh, you know, I, I felt good about the uh, the UFC fight card that we saw last night. We gave out some winners last night. Hopefully we'll be able to do that again today. But I, I just felt like, Adam, you just didn't want to talk golf with all this breaking news. I thought that that's what this was all about. Well, I mean, I'm just so sad for John Rahm that I can't that's, possibly that's uh, say any more without getting emotional on the air. And I don't want to leave the show to you <laughs> all by yourself here when you just jumped on right. for a few minutes with us. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, uh, coming up a little later today, the Green Zone. Dave will be with Wes Reynolds. That's 3 to 6 Eastern down from Circa. We'll have more on the NHL when we come back here on the pregame show from Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into VEASAN's The Free Game Show, which gets you ready for all of the betting action on any particular day. And wow, do we have a lot to help you get ready here today. Uh, Adam Candy in Las Vegas, James Salinas in Denver. Let's start with the National Basketball Association. James, we talked about the fact right before that last break that Joel Embiid is in. The line had moved up to four and a half in favor of the 76ers. And here's another thing that probably should push that line even a little bit farther. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is out for the Atlanta Hawks. And that is maybe as big a loss as you could give to the Atlanta Hawks short of Trey Young when you see what he was able to do in round one against the Knicks, the defense against Julius Randle. He pitched in double-digit points in multiple games. Uh, that's a big loss for the Hawks. It's out to four and a half total, 221. It is a really big loss on both ends of the floor for for this Hawks team. Now, DeAndre Hunter, young player, not a lot of history in the NBA, but I thought his game from college would translate very well to the NBA, especially on the defensive side. And that was the matchup I was really wanting to see. And I'm looking at the props right now was going to be DeAndre Hunter matched up against Tobias Harris. And how is how is he going to be able to get out there and really uh, put a clamp down on Harris and neutralize Harris? Because sometimes we we saw that last year in the playoffs and there was a lot of pressure on Tobias Harris when they traded for him to got him, got him over to the Sixers last year and never really seemed like that team never jailed to begin with last year, but feeling like he needed a to prove himself in the playoffs and he had a great series against Washington but nobody was guarding him and from the Washington Wizards that's where I wanted to look at now is prop total right now is point total for Harris is sitting at 23 and a half what's interesting here is Joel Embiid is sitting at 21 and a half and I don't know Adam what do you think here 21 and a half seems awful lofty for Embiid because I think here with with his knee situation his knee is built just like anybody else's I know he's he's big strong athlete but he puts a lot of weight on that knee too and they get all the best treatment etc but his knee is his knee is just as fragile as anyone else's and the thing with when you have a knee injury and in particular with cartilage injuries at you start to play those things will start to stiffen and swell up on you as the game progresses especially when he takes a seat. I'm thinking I'm going to get involved here, and I think I'm going to bet against that knee injury because I just don't trust Embiid to be able to be very effective out there and move very well. Sitting at 21 and a half, it's juiced to $1.20. I think I'm going to lay it, and I'm going to play Joel Embiid under his point total at 21 and a half. Oh, man, I wish I had that opportunity. I'm looking right now uh, at the books. I normally play props here in Las Vegas, and it's not posted. So if you have the opportunity to go with an under on Joel Embiid today, I would absolutely go uh, with that. Look, if this is a blowout either direction, he's coming out. He's going to be on limited minutes more than likely in the first place. Um, wow. Uh, I love that, James. Keep going. <laughs> uh, one book here in Las Vegas. Circa is pushed all the way out to five now on the Sixers, as we said. Uh, there's more coming on that, more than likely. I ultimately did, by the way, play that Trey Young over two and a half three-pointer prop because I was able to find a price out to plus 150 on Trey Young to go over 
two and a half three pointers. I think there are a lot of factors. And if Embiid plays any significant minutes, I think that also leads to more potential longer shots for Trey Young with the reticence of the guards to go into the lane against Joel Embiid. So right now, Mostly across the board, four and a half on the Sixers. Total has moved to 221. There are some 220 and a halfs on the board as well. That's a couple of the pieces of news. Of course, the big news of the morning, Julio Jones has been traded or should be traded as of tomorrow morning, more than likely. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves. From the Atlanta Falcons to the Tennessee Titans. Second round pick and other compensation going from the Titans to the Falcons. Uh, James and I talked about this a little bit earlier as much as we respect uh, the move that we've seen on the Titans to plus 105 now to win the AFC South along with the Indianapolis Colts, I don't think either of us looks at this as any sort of sure thing for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, James, you haven't heard anything uh, uh, different than that in terms of the news. Actually, James, let me hold you up here for a second. As now Ian Rappaport is reporting that the trade will be Julio Jones for a two and a four with a six also going back to the Atlanta Falcons. So roughly you're saying that it's a second and a fifth being traded from Atlanta to Tennessee Titans. I mean, James, this is pretty much the deal that we thought it would be for weeks now. It's just that the Falcons finally decided, okay, we'll take it. Yeah, I think looking for a number one pick, if that's in case what they were doing, I think you do. You're, any team is going to put it out there and see what the market brings, and they're going to ask for as much as they can get back, and then ultimately the market will settle back on them based on teams' responses to what's realistic value for Julio Jones. I think for me as a sports better. Adam, I, I don't have. I'm not a fan of any of these of any team. And there's certain players that I root for. There's certain coaches that I'll root for. But when it comes to teams, I don't care what they do to their to their draft capital or their salary cap. Or no, none of those things affect me from a week to week basis when it comes to betting on the teams. And in this case, thinking about if these lines or anything is going to move, say season win totals, particular for Tennessee, or maybe they they like you talked about the the number moved a little bit in their favor when it comes to winning the. AFC South, and I didn't like their chances to begin with. I liked what Indy did in the offseason, and I think getting Wentz there paired up with Frank Reich again, and and what we saw defensively out of the Colts. Uh, I think they are clearly they are they were clearly to me going to be the best team in that division. This move with Julio Jones doesn't do anything for me. There's nothing about this move that tells me I still like Tennessee because I start on the offensive line, the defensive line. There's some issues on Tennessee's offensive line with injuries that we saw and some attrition with players leaving last year uh, and then also their defensive line got absolutely no push consistently after the quarterback tried to get clowny there his talk about another player dealing with major knee issues he didn't have anything out there to give them i don't like the defense for tennessee there's nothing about this move with julio jones that tells me this is a team that i want to bet on with either any futures any season win totals Westgate also now out to five on the Philadelphia 76ers. So we see it starting to go across the board up to a five-point spread with about 10 or 15 minutes left until tip. Hockey starts a little later today, 6 p.m. Eastern start for the Canadiens and the Jets in the finals of the North Division. And the Montreal Canadiens are on a heater right now. Five wins in a row. They came back against the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're up two games to none against the shorthanded 
Winnipeg Jets, of course. No Mark Scheifele for them, serving the second of a four-game suspension for a hit on Jake Evans at the end of Game 1. The Canadiens are minus 125 favorites today at home against the Jets, plus 115 coming back. Total is down to five, heavily juiced to the over. Uh, James, any thoughts on getting involved in this game between Montreal and Winnipeg? Yeah, this number is actually coming down somewhat. I see some 130s now in favor of the Canadians. And yeah, with Winnipeg, everything's on the line for them. You lost your first two games at home. But what does that say for, for your team with not only what you talked about, the, the suspension at, with Shifley at the center position. Also, Stasny has not played in the series. Maybe he comes back tonight. Game-to-game uh, -game situation for him. Game-time decision, we'll find out. But I think from a, a psychological standpoint here with the Canadians, I mean, this team right now is is playing, came back from a 3-1 deficit against Toronto, and really you saw Toronto just melt under the pressure and the weight of not only the expectations to win that series, because they were clearly the big, one of the bigger favorites to win any series in that first round in the NHL playoffs, but also within Toronto, high expectations for them to make a deep run, if not go and win the Stanley Cup. And you saw them like uh, really wilt under that pressure. And Montreal has been rolling. This is a team now with Carey Price back in goal that he, he's his save percentage is 0.935. He's been playing very well throughout the playoffs, just gives that team there in Montreal a ton of confidence. And I think that's the psychological edge to it, right? playing with confidence now you're coming home and we saw that they were the first team in canada was montreal at the bell center to actually get some fans i think it was about 2500 but that first game they had fans it looked like 25,000. i was looking around thinking that is not 2500 but they sure made their presence known and we saw how that impacted the canadians right now this is a team playing with full confidence they got their mind right they're they're, they're playing well in goal with carrie price it's moving down it was 140 like i said i see some 130s it's only the Canadians for me. I just like where their head is at as opposed to the Winnipeg Jets shorthanded and now feeling like their back is against the wall. Yeah, they'll give a good effort, but I like the Canadians at home tonight. James, I know that people come to our network for trenchant analysis of these games, so let me give you mine of a move toward the Montreal Canadiens in terms of favorability in price. Yum, yum, gimme some. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens are the right side, not only in this game, but in this series. Um, they have not dominated puck possession the way they did during the regular season, but they still actually have had the better of it. The Winnipeg Jets have one five-on-five goal in this series. The Montreal Canadiens have 20 high-danger chances to Winnipeg's eight. And even when Winnipeg has had an opportunity, as you mentioned, Carey Price is locked back into that Vezina form of past years. Uh, you want to give me the Canadiens at a more favorable price, I will take it. In fact, I'll probably wait a little bit if that's the way that yeah. this is going. If people want to go on the idea that the Jets were the higher seed, if you want to go on the idea that the Jets have more to play for, that's all well and good. I'll take the team that's playing better hockey and, frankly, the team that played better hockey for most of this season. Uh, Winnipeg has been great at goal prevention throughout the year, in large part because of Connor Hellebuck. Uh, Connor Hellebuck played a very good game in Game 2, but it still wasn't enough for Winnipeg to get the victory. So Montreal going home, as you mentioned, to that Bell Center with fans in it, I think, is a great opportunity if you can get the Canadiens on home ice at that price. Wow, I'm, I'm really surprised to see that particular move. Uh, also, the Golden Knights... And the Avalanche coming up a little bit later tonight. Uh, we're going to join you for 
betting across America for the next couple hours, and we'll have more analysis of Vegas and Colorado here at the South Point. Vegas minus 110, the Avalanche at even money, 838 Eastern start. You've got a five and a half total, slightly juiced to the under. Those two teams have played two of the better playoff games of the entire 2021 playoff season in the last two couple of 3-2 finals, one in favor of Colorado and one the last one in favor of the Vegas Golden Knights. Thanks to Dave Ross for joining us for a bit to talk some golf. We'll have plenty more coming on all of a wild Sunday thus far in the sports world. This is VEASAN's The Pregame Show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.